Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Morning, Dick. And uh, we've got a guest with us here in the studio as we welcome in uh, Reed Lehman, head coach for Nielsville Grant in football as they uh, get their season underway next week. But before that, they got a scrimmage coming up. And we welcome you in, uh, Reed. Thanks for coming in here. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. For having me, guys. Um, so we got uh, football starting up. Uh, you guys have had some practices now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how things have gone so far in, in your perspective? Um, I mean, I think things so far have gone pretty well. We uh, we were about you know a week and a half in or so, and uh, overall, you know, kids seem to have a pretty good idea of what we're doing uh, on both sides of the ball. I think you know there's going to be some more consistency, a little more uh, carryover from last year to this year than there was. Um, from my first year as a head coach to last year, we kind of switched some things up. This year, uh, we're going to stick to doing some more similar things and as to what we had done last year. So kids seem to be pretty comfortable with, with what we're doing. As always, uh, you've got players to replace uh, from graduation. Um, how is that going for you as far as replacing some of the positions or if you have to replace many positions this year? Well, I mean, there, we had some some seniors that were some some very important players for us. Um, you know, as crazy as it might seem, one of the maybe positives of uh, some of the quarantining and stuff that had to happen is we had to get a lot more kids out on the field at different times. And um, so I think we return nine different kids that had started at some point defensively throughout the year, and uh, seven starters on offense. So we return a good a good portion of our of our starters on both sides of the ball this year. And a lot of these kids really have played a lot of ball in both your years as head coach, too. So they really know the system pretty good, too. So it, that should be a big benefit there. So, Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For how sure. Uh, how important is that as far as you as a coach having those guys returning um, make that makes your job a little bit easier? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. Um, just knowing that, you know, the kids that – that we're going to be rolling out there with most of the time should be kids that, you know, we've seen do it at a at a high level or at the varsity level already, um, and so they're not going to be scared away from the the, the big lights of a of a Friday night. Um, so I mean, it, it helps with you know confidence as a coach, confidence as players for sure. You have a scrimmage coming up now uh, tomorrow. You're going to be heading off to a Marathon. Uh, what do you hope to gain? I know I probably ask you this every year, but what do you hope to gain when you go to these scrimmages? What do you look for? I mean, I think just, you know, number one thing is always that we can come out of it healthy. Um, we've already had a, one injury to a, a kid, a junior, that um, was looking like he might have been earning himself uh, some serious playing time on both sides of the ball and ended up with a, with a knee injury that hopefully doesn't cost him too much of the season. But I think number one is come out injury-free. injury, injury free. Um, Number two is just kind of to be able to figure out who – who do we have that when we put on pads against a team wearing different colors than us, that is going to they're going to show up and play? Um, you know, it's a little bit different going against our our you know we're going against freshmen and sophomores that maybe aren't varsity caliber caliber players in practice because I think we're like we're at like 32 kids out right now this year. So um, you know, a lot of times we'll have our our seniors and they might be going up against freshmen in team mm -hmm. situations. So uh, to kind of get to see who can and who can't handle the varsity level of uh, of a of a ball game? Uh, who are some of the, uh, How many schools are going to be at this scrimmage, Reed? Uh, so this scrimmage will have uh, us, Marathon, Abbey, and Loyal. Okay. Um, 
the way it's looking right now, we will not scrimmage loyal right. um, with playing them week yep. two. It kind of didn't turn out great because loyal plays Abby week one and has to <laughs> scrimmage them, and yeah. Marathon and Abby mm-hmm. um, are in the same conference. conference. So, so mm-hmm. um, with only having us four there, we kind of had to yeah. shift things around a little bit to try to make it with work. With so many teams going eight, man, scrimmages are very hard to find right now unless you want to go up against some real big boys, and that may not really be beneficial either. So. Yeah, it's yeah. tough for sure. It took mm. us a while to mm. kind of get this one, mm. this one organized. So. When you go to a scrimmage like this, how much do you throw at your players, as far as uh, what you want to see them do? You kind of put everything out there, or you hold them some things back? Um, I think you know, offensively, it's going to be our our base stuff. Um, you know, see how well we can execute that. Execute how well we can execute the things we're going to run you know, 75, 80% of the year. Um, and then, you know, defensively, same type thing. We're going to pretty much line up in our base defense and we're going to let the kids play and see how well they can read their keys and and uh, react to that and make some plays. And then, you know, maybe throw in a little bit of stuff here or there, but nothing crazy for sure. Okay. Now, we mentioned uh, Dick and I, uh, I think it was last week when we were talking about the conference and uh, the different uh, teams. Your team... Injuries are not a good thing for you because you're not really all that deep as far as especially experience. You may have some younger players, but uh, injuries could play a key role uh, in your team this year. Yeah, we uh, we need to stay healthy, that's for sure, because, like I said, 32 kids, I think, out. Um, and I think that's eight seniors, 13 juniors. But I think there's only 12 combined between the freshman and sophomore classes mm-hmm. right now. So... Um, if if we don't stay healthy, it could uh, turn into us having to put some kids out there that may not be ready for a varsity game yet. And but you know at the same time that gets them some valuable experience for down the road. Hopefully if if something happens. But yeah, we're uh, depth wise. I don't know. Uh, may not be great this year. <laughs> you start off the uh, regular season uh, at Colby, uh, a team that has some players that have graduated from that uh, that great team they had last year. Huh. How do you see that matchup going into uh, Colby this year? Well, you know, I think I think if we can uh, focus on just getting better every day, and that's mm-hmm. been the big focus mm-hmm. through these first couple of weeks is trying to get mm-hmm. these kids to realize that each and every day we need to get better at something. And, um, you know, the, the big focus here these last couple of days has been trying to get them to focus on doing just the little, little things right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I mentioned to them today was, the difference between a loss of three on offense and a gain of 50 is did all 11 guys do the little things right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get one or two guys that didn't, and now that's where that play ends up in yeah. the backfield instead of for a big one. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Colby's obviously going to be tough again. Just program-wise, they're always solid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've talked that our goal this year is to not compare ourselves to others and try to compare ourselves to what is the best version of our team that we can be. Let's go out and play our best game and, you know. Let, let the chips fall yeah, from there. Yep, let the chips fall as yeah. they will, you know. And, and you know, if, if win-loss, whatever, as long as we played yeah. hard and we played to the, played to the last whistle, um, I'll be happy. Our coaching yeah. staff will be happy, and I think our fans will be happy with that yeah, situation. Think, you know, and I think that's one thing I noticed last year, Reed, is – the kids always played hard to the final whistle, and I, I was always impressed with that. No matter what the score was, 
you know, if it was close or what. And, and I think that's why they were able to get a win against Elk Mullen last year. That's why they were able to do so well against Osseo, because they kept in it all four quarters, even in games that weren't much fun. So, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think last year we, we had some games, even you go back to Colby last year, I think we had three takeaways in the first quarter. Right. Six nothing at the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, even eighteen nothing, I think it was at half. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll live with that against <laughs> yeah. that team last yeah, right, year. And right. um, you know, from there it's just a matter of mm-hmm. how do we get that to com- to continue and to finish throughout the third and fourth quarters. Yeah. If you had one key to the success for your team this year, what would it be? Um being able to play as a team, I think is the big thing. We have we have uh Enough kids that have played, but a lot of kids that have not necessarily played um, together because of all of the different kids that have missed at different times Mm -hmm. that when some of these guys that have experience have played, the other guys that we have coming back, maybe weren't on the field Mm -hmm. at the same time. So how well can we work together as a unit? Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked a lot this year about kind of what we want to what we want our identity of our program to do to be. And, you know, the kids kind of broke it down into came up with a bunch of words that we kind of wanted to build our program on and, and then we limited it down to four and the kids came up with trust, unity, consistency, and commitment. Um, so I think just, you know, we talked about how important it is to, for us as coaches to be able to trust them as players, them as players be able to trust each other as long as well as being able to trust us as coaches mm-hmm. that we're going to put them in the best position possible to, you know, have fun and have some success on game night. Love the word unity, and I love the word commitment. Yeah, That's I was going to say, commitment's a big one. You yeah. bet. So, and, and you get, you know, like you said, eight seniors that have been together a long time, and the 13 juniors have been together a long time, and, and there's definitely commitment there, too. So mm-hmm. these are good kids, and and, uh, and they will hopefully succeed. So mm-hmm. Now, Colby, you start off with them, but they're not in the Cloverbell Conference anymore, uh, but Regis uh, is, and they're picked to win the Cloverbell again this year. Um, Dick and I were talking a little bit. Mondovi may be a team that could surprise, and even maybe uh, Fall Creek, another team that could surprise some people in that Clover Belt this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, pretty usual for people to say Regis is going to be the team to beat. Um, I mean, they're always they're always talented. Um, it's a well-oiled machine over there, oh, the absolutely. way that it's run and, yeah. and the way that those kids, you know, operate. Um and you know, I think I think Mondovi is really a team that could push for for something. I, last year, even they had a game against Regis that you know you watch most of the game, and other than two kind of big plays where Mondovi fumbled and gave the ball back to Regis, they were up I think at one point in the late in the game, mm. and um, you know turnovers hurt them. Um, I mean, I think you know Durand lost a lot. So it'll it'll be interesting, kind of, to see where they're at. Again, well coached over there. Um, Fall Creek brings back a lot of their skill guys, so we'll see that that you know air it out, throw the ball all over. Offense can be difficult to stop at times. That's for sure. It's going to be another tough conference. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again. But you know the way you know the way I see it, Reed. You know, yeah, Reed just Mondovi at top, but I think everybody else is is got any any of the other teams maybe other than Osseo is very much capable of finishing third. Oh yeah, I, I, I really believe that. I, like you said, Duran is down a little bit. Stanley Boyd has got a lot of kids back, but a lot of inexperience. Elk Mound too, you know. So I, I, I think there is a, a good chance out there if you stay healthy and the and get a break or two wouldn't hurt either. But uh, oh, yeah. there's always a chance, you know. And I, I think there's a, a good chance these kids could come up in the third or fourth position. So 
Yeah, I think with the rest of those games, and even with those other ones, if we show up and play, you know, the best game we've ever played in our lives, you know, or you know, execute almost perfectly mm -hmm. the whole game, anything can happen in the game of football. We're talking yeah. 15, 16, 17, maybe 18-year-old kids. Yes. yes. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. it's anybody's game at any time for the most yeah. part. Well, you know, you, you see the pros and the colleges, some of the mistakes they make, and then, and then we turn around and expect these, and these younger kids to be perfect. Well, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So it's just it, it's a, it's a, a game played by people, not robots. So. That's right. So. Any uh, any rule changes that uh, are coming along this year that you've seen that are going to be? I know I mentioned a few of them. Um, that will be anything that will affect the game that you see. I know there was uh, uh, one about the uh, throwing the being able to get out of the pocket, pocket and throw the ball complete. away. I think uh, mm -hmm. that's probably a big one right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah. one. I think they'll yeah. really kind of apply to much as you know. That allows the quarterback when he gets out of the pocket scrambling if there's yeah. nobody open at least yeah. be able to kind of throw the ball away instead yeah. of yeah. taking a hit or getting yeah. sacked or run, well, run out of bounds. You know, you look at the play that Austin Gross got hurt on last year. That was kind of kind of that kind of play because he had to keep going and, and he couldn't just throw the ball away. So because now he, they can it, throw it, it away and yeah. not get flagged for right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. He was out of the pocket. He could have just chucked it out and not had a problem. Last year he would have gotten a penalty. So he, the play keeps going. He ends up getting hurt on the play. Mm -hmm. So so. All right, Reed. Well, we appreciate you coming in here. Yeah, mm -hmm. thanks for having you me. You betcha. So good luck on the <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Good luck you tomorrow, and uh, we'll be seeing you next Friday night. So. All right. So. All awesome. right. It's Reed yeah. Lehman, head coach for uh, Nielsville Granton football team. Again, they have a scrimmage on Friday at Marathon, and then they get the season started on the nineteenth yep. at Colby against the Hornets. So. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, Reed. Yeah. Thank you. Bet. We'll let you uh, get into where are they now, Dick? Okay. See what we got. Right. Where are we heading off to today? Marshfield, Larry. All right. 2011 graduate of Marshfield High School, uh, Brad Dozal. Brad was a three-year letterman in football. His sophomore year, the Tigers were 9-4, and four, losing to Kimberly in level four of the WIA playoffs uh, that year, 40-7. Uh, His junior year, the Tigers were 10-2, and two, losing to Merrill in level three of the WIA D2 playoffs, 21-3. Uh, uh, Brad had 17 carries that year for 56 yards and one touchdown and one reception for three yards. His senior year, the Tigers were 9-4, losing to Cedarburg 35-21 in level four of the WI uh, playoff, D2 playoffs. Brad had 43 carries that year for 180 yards and seven touchdowns, 12 receptions for 186 yards and two touchdowns. He was named second team All-Valley Conference as a running back. In the winter, Brad uh, was a four-year wrestler on the Tiger wrestling team. His freshman year, Brad wrestled 140 pounds, was 35-2, and two, Valley Conference, regional and sectional champion. He defeated Andres uh, Caceres from Verona to win the D1 140-pound state championship that year. His sophomore year, Brad was 42-5. Uh, and five. He was regional and sectional, regional champ and sectional runner-up, qualifying for the state tournament where he lost to Steve Monk from Wausau West 3-2 in overtime in the D1 140-pound state championship that match that year. Four of Brad's five losses that year were to Steve Monk from Wausau West. His junior year, Brad was 48-0, conference, regional, and sectional champion. He won the 145-pound D state, D, uh, state champion, D1 state championship 2-1 in double overtime to Zach Bennett's from Wisconsin Rapids. Bennett's had three losses that year, all were to Dozel. 
his senior year, Brad, his senior wrestling, Brad was at, and wrestling at 160 pounds. Brad was 47 and 0, conference, regional, and sectional champion. He won the D1 160 pound state championship that year, defeating Ryan Bonakowski from Nina 7 0 in the finals. For his high school career, Brad had a record of 172 wins, seven losses, with three state championships and uh, one, uh, one runner-up. He was also a four-time WIA Scholar, uh, Scholar Athlete Award winner. In the offseason, he was a, cadet, uh, a, uh, a national cadet Greco-Roman national champion in 2009, a Pan-American Greco-Roman uh, champion in 2010, gold medalist in 2010, and a Pan-American freestyle silver medalist in 2010. Brad uh, graduated from Marshall High School in 2011 and was elected to the Marshall High School Athletic Hall of Fame in 2021. After graduating, Brad uh, was awarded a wrestling scholarship to the University of Minnesota. His freshman year, Brad was 14-8, wrestling at 157 pounds with one pin and three major decisions. His sophomore year, wrestling again at 157 pounds, Brad was 20-11 with four pins, three major decisions, and one tech fall. His junior year, wrestling again at 157, Brad was 12-7 with two pins, two majors, and a tech fall. His senior season, where he was hampered by injuries, Brad finished his career at Minnesota with a 5-9 record with one tech fall. Um, he, uh, he ending his career with the Golden Gophers with a 57-42 record. Uh, Brad graduated from the University of Minnesota in 2016 with a... Uh, um, a bachelor's of science degree in nutrition, Larry. What a great major for a wrestler. Yeah, right. In nutrition. Yes. yes. <laughs> if anybody can tell you about it, that so, a wrestler would. Do. Yeah. Since 2018, Brad has Brad has been a dietitian at the Clark County Rehabilitation and Living Center in Owen, Wisconsin. He is also one of the founders of the Valley Elite Wrestling Club, where he is involved as a coach for wrestlers of all ages in the Central Wisconsin area. Brad currently resides in the Marshfield area. Brad Dozal, Larry. Yeah, that's a name right there. That's, that's an impressive record for high yeah, school. Yeah, and then his younger brother, Ryan, just finished his career this last year. Too, yeah, so, yeah. So, wow. And he's a great wrestler also. All right, there it is. Where are they now here on this Thursday as we get set for uh, Packer football tomorrow? But first I want to tell you about the uh, Northwoods League Baseball. Yeah. Wisconsin Rapids Rafters won their 25th game beating uh, Fond du Lac yeah, the other night 12 to 6. Yeah, and, and I would say they're 25 and 8 in the second half, Larry. They were 29 and 6 in the first half. So far this year, they are 54 and 14. That's a new league record for the Northwoods. Yeah, Northwoods for most league. wins, yeah. yeah. Isn't that something? So And our 12U team from Nielsville had a chance to go over there. Okay. As part of the uh, Futures team or whatever they call it yeah. uh, for the youngsters. Yeah. So uh the youngsters that went over there with us got the line up on the third base line. And yeah, I heard you guys were going to be the youth team of the night or yep, something yep, like that. Yep. So that's, that's impressive that they do stuff. And that keeps kids involved. And I just, when I heard that, I looked at the Rafters roster, and there is quite a few local in the area yeah. guys from that team, yeah. too. So yeah, they're, but, uh, uh, they're a good team. What a season. Uh, yeah. 14. Yeah, and then the Northwood League, uh, they're going to break down into playoffs, I believe, early next week. And, of course, there's uh, – Two conferences in the Northwoods League. Uh, you have the the Great uh, the Great Plains and then the Great Lakes, and then those are two are split into two divisions. So you take the two top two teams in each division, East and West, they and they play, and then the winners of the East and West in their conference play, and then 
the Great Plains and the Great uh, uh, Lakes will play in the finals. Yeah, and, it'll be uh, Eau Claire is also going to be a part yep, of the playoffs. Yeah, they play the Duluth. Yeah, they play Duluth. And right now it looks like I think Rapids will line up against Wausau, I believe. So I'm okay. not certain, but uh, uh, Wausau is currently in second place in in the uh, right now, uh, 35 and 31, and somebody else is right behind them too. So it's not really done yet. So mm -hmm. okay, so. all right. All right, uh, so there it is, the uh, Northwoods League. Uh, kind of exciting stuff uh, going on. Yeah. If you get a chance to ever watch those guys, I mean, yeah. uh, some of those guys have gone on to play in the major leagues. There's, so. there's been, you know, okay, well, let's start off with Jordan Zimmerman All right. you know, from Auburndale. He played over at Marsh at uh, Eau Claire for Express. Uh, Dalton Marshall from Marshfield, and he's doing very well with the Diamondbacks now. So, And, yeah, there's quite a – I've noticed guys from uh, the Rapids area and the Point area – that are playing for Wausau and uh, um, Wisconsin Rapids, and there's guys from the Eau Claire Menominee area that are all that are playing for the Eau Claire Express this yeah. year too. So, so yeah, so that's uh, it's mm -hmm. some of those guys move on. So it's it's good right. stuff to watch. Yeah, and it's you, uh, you know it's and the games I've been to, I've only been to a couple in my time, but uh, they really um, they make it a fan fun yeah. night yeah. in all these uh, Northwood yeah. League teams. Yeah, they, they got stuff going on in between all, every inning. every inning. Yeah. So. So. And it's uh, you know reasonably priced too. I yeah, mean. absolutely. And, and <laughs> You're not going to spend a thousand dollars going to a game. Uh, you know, forty minute drive over to Rapids right. for cheap, pretty nice entertainment. Yeah. And you know, and the kids, you know, to the those some of those kids, that's like seeing a major league team right now. Right. So, you know, yeah. So. Oh yeah, they were pretty impressed with them pitches. They were coming in about ninety one <laughs> yeah, miles yeah, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys can bring it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Packers uh, get their preseason underway tomorrow mm -hmm. when they travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers mm -hmm. and. Of course, Jordan Love's going to get all the reps uh, yeah, against the number one, yeah, or with the number one. Yeah, I'm sure Danny Etling will get some. Yeah, in, in the second half, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know Rogers isn't going to play, and so yeah, this is basically Jordan Love's chance to sh show that he's worthy of being a backup quarterback, and mm -hmm. the Packers don't have to go out and get a veteran to back up Rogers. And so. from what I understand, from what I've heard, he's coming along. Yeah, it sounds like. He's really got really good chemistry with yeah. all these these young receivers coming yeah. in too. So, so that's good. Yeah, uh, game tomorrow night seven thirty, and again you can hear it on one hundred seven five FM WCC yeah, on the Rock. For special teams to be really emphasized in that game too, Larry. With the new special teams yeah, coach, they've only got three games to evaluate. Yeah. Them and, and they, so, so. Uh, Brewers got a big win yesterday in ten innings yeah. over uh, Tampa Bay, so they swept that little series. Yeah, they played well in interleague. Yeah, they, they have, really yeah. have played well. They're four and zero against Tampa, three and one in Minnesota, two and one Boston, I believe, uh, two and one with Toronto. And that bodes well if they get to the World Series. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, I said I, um, you know, and of course, um, we don't know what's going to happen. They've got a big series in St. Louis this weekend, Larry. Yep. And if they would happen to go in there and get swept, I, I would almost, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, so, that would I mean, be good. Yeah, that's. They're at a point where they got to win every series now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they've got they've got seven games with the Cardinals. You got seven games with the Dodgers, and three games with the Yankees left. So you got you don't not have an easy schedule. No, but, you know. But the good thing, Freddie Peralta looks really good coming back. So that's good. Woodruff is looking Wood, good. Woodruff, you know, gave up a couple of home runs late yesterday, but uh, uh, Burns Burns is, hasn't been as sharp as usual. But Lauer looked good at his last time. Um, Ashby is the one that's going to be a quite, that is really a problem. He just cannot seem. He'll get ahead of a hitter 0-2, and he just cannot get finish, the, him. finish him. Yeah. And, and he he ends up throwing a pile of pitches, and he doesn't make it through the fifth inning. So, so but 
what else? Yeah, unless Adrian Hauser comes back, you really don't have really another option for starters unless right, they right. take Jason Alexander out there again. So, and he's back on the major league roster, which so. could be a possibility if right. Yeah, because if they, uh, Ashby they, keeps on. Yeah, doing they what let he's doing. McGee. They let Jake McGee go this early this week, and they brought Jason Alexander back up. So, but uh, hopefully they get their bullpen roles settled, and we'll see. But uh, Josh Hader had a shot at him though. He. Uh, he, when he got to San Diego, he was glad to come to a team that wants to win the World Series, just not make the playoffs. So, But I see Tuesday night he blew a save. So. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Against the Giants. The Giants have really had his number. He's not a world beater. No, he's not. So, anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on? Uh, uh, coach's poll was out in college football, yeah. and Alabama, surprisingly enough, is yeah, number one. shocking, right? So, um, <laughs> Badgers come in at 20th. So Yeah. But, um, yeah, see, it sounds like in a year or so we're going to have to change our viewing habits for Big Ten teams, huh? Yeah, the ESPN <laughs> dropped their yeah. uh, their uh, coverage of the the Big Ten, yeah, but and, CBS and, and NBC might yeah, pick it up. Cause, yeah, because yeah, ESPN and ABC are both owned by Disney, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you know, and you know, the Big Ten two thirty game that's been a constant on uh, yeah. on ABC forever. Though Fox has gotten in on it, but. Uh, NBC, you know, and I think part of that might be the reason why Notre Dame will end up going to the Big Ten sometime, you know, so who knows. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yep, so a couple of years, yeah. Instead of the SEC at 2.30 on uh, Saturday, it's going to be the Big Ten for CBS in a couple yeah. of years. So yeah, yeah. Big change for CBS. Yeah, so. with USC and UCLA coming in, yep. a lot of things are going to change. You bet. So, uh, did, you, did you hear about the uh, two golfers yeah, from over uh, at, uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's over by uh, Lamira. Lamira, that's it. Yeah, I was going to say Laconia, but it, yeah, it was Lamira. Yeah, two holes in one in the same tournament in the yeah. same day. Wow, they said the odds of that are seventeen million to one. Okay, Jeez. <laughs> one was a guy and one was a, uh, a lady. One was a lady. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He she hit from the ladies' tees and he hit from the the back tees. Yeah, and, and Both they hole in one. So okay, good for them. So just going to bring up the WNBA, Larry. They're yeah. getting towards their playoffs. Yep. Uh, They've got six teams that have clinched, and they have five teams fighting for the last two spots. Phoenix Mercury, Atlanta Dream, Minnesota Lynx, New York Liberty, and the Los Angeles Sparks fighting for two positions. <laughs> yeah, all. yeah, that ends this, I think, yeah. this weekend is yeah. the last The only games. team that's been eliminated is Indiana. So, yeah. So. Well, there you go. That's what yeah. it's all about right there. You bet. So. Uh, just a reminder, Nielsen Rec Department has uh, signed up for their fall Saturday morning flag football. Yep. We can do that at the rec department offices. Yeah. Deadline oh. to register is Tuesday, September 6th. Always a popular thing here in town. And then yep. uh, the high school kids get in on the coaching. Coaching, and, uh, they yep. have ki- Little kids have a lot of fun. with. And I think they break them up in a couple of different age brackets, too. Yeah, so. there's uh, – well, it's it's open at grades 1 through 6 for boys yeah. and mm-hmm. grades 1 through 7 for girls. And yep. then they – yeah, the younger kids – Yeah, they have their own and the older kids. Older kids have, have their own. So, uh, Just a reminder, Clark County Fair going on. Yeah. Be sure and stop in at the radio tent. We'll be yep. going today and yep. through Sunday. Hopefully I get up there. I, I got to get up there once because if I don't have my yearly chocolate malt from the homemaker <laughs> stand, my life is not complete, Larry. So I said, I said, if there's only one, they would only let me have one thing to eat at the Clark County Fair, it would be a chocolate malt from the homemaker stand. All right, so. there you go. So stop in there and tell them Dick sent you yeah. for a chocolate malt. They know me. So. All right, that'll do it for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.